What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Day Zero. I'm Chris Matthew. Our hosts today are Corey Hughes, XQ420. We got the legit. Bat crew, and we got Wheezy so far. Maybe Lindsay and Charlie might join us today. We're going to see. But welcome, everyone. How are you on this fine holiday? May the Lord be with you. That's right. And also with you. I, 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 don't, I don't think that's how that goes. That's, that's, the, that's the force. Did I mix up Star Wars with Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you I think you swing and a miss on that, but hey, we'll take well, it. I, you know, this I think, one's for Corey. May the foreskin be with you. Yes. <laughs> I, I think the Lord will forgive everyone on this because this is kind of a strange holiday. It's a wonderful holiday that I'm sure Jesus, if he did exist, he'd have been super proud. You know, we start out on Friday by celebrating his death and calling it Good Friday. And then we celebrate him rising from the dead by hunting for eggs. And for some reason, there's a giant rabbit involved at the local malls fondling your children as pictures are taken. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he would have loved this holiday. So happy Easter. May we all be fertile as rabbits. And yeah, I, um, think, I think that's more the paganistic aspect. Yeah, of it, well, supposedly. either way, yeah. it's a happy day. <laughs> X-Cube, what you got for us on this wonderful pagan holiday? Oh, holy hell. Me first. You, 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 caught, you, you caught me with my pants there, not really. Uh, Phil, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. First uh, city to reinstate their mask mandate. Uh, I believe coming this Monday, if I'm correct, uh, tomorrow. So tomorrow, supposedly, if you're in Philadelphia, uh, you're, in, you're in dire straits. Death is imminent. Um, forget about the dark winter. But not today, right? Uh, it, uh, not, not today, though. Not today. Today, you're still good, okay? But tomorrow, when you walk indoors, you need to wear your mask. Now, of course, uh, the council members and stuff, uh, this went through flawless colors, okay? I mean, they, they ain't have no hiccups. They were ready to, to reinforce. As I said in my presentation, don't let the people think that this cult is dead. They still are lingering. They're out and about. They are ready to reimpose uh, restrictions because they know most people that just go along with it. All right, now we'll see what happens in Philadelphia come tomorrow if businesses are going along uh, with this and all that. But, of course, they started saying that they want to, you know, uh, tie these particular restrictions in um, with where their uh, hospital capacity is at, with uh, where their infection levels at. I'm like, look, <clears throat> everybody can't live their lives uh, according to how many people's at the damn hospital. I mean, that's just all there is to it. And if you look at multiple states 
Well, actually, if you look across the world, nobody has increased their bed capacity at any hospital. They decreased everywhere. There's less people working there and there's also decreased beds. So that gives you more of an opportunity to get put into the red. But I thought, I thought, uh, you know, I thought they were going to let um, COVID go at least until midterms, but some places they just can't help themselves. And of course, what Fauci said right here recently, lockdowns and things, they were just supposed to get people vaccinated, not supposed to save any lives. This is directly from him. Lockdowns get people vaccinated, not save anybody, but they, they do get them vaccinated. So Philadelphia is the first one to, uh, to, to crawl back into the hole, supposedly. We'll see how businesses will, um, will uh, hold up as far as this goes, if they'll go along with it. Uh, if you're smart, you'll tell them to fuck off um, and, you know, in unison. And you don't have to do it through a loudspeaker. You don't have to hold up a street. You just don't do it. Like, when you, when you go in on Monday, it's like, hey, yeah, we're not doing this, okay? Uh, okay. You know, the, I mean, that's it. That's all you got to do. So you, you ain't got to get a rally together, you know, or anything like that. You just give be like, all right, guys. I mean, you know, enough's enough. I mean, y'all tried, but, I mean, this is bullshit. So we're, we're just moving on. I think Fauci needs to be punished. He needs to be kidnapped and dropped off in Philadelphia tomorrow without a mask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Corey and, and I were just, to uh, the highest order. <laughs> we were just talking about this on a show last night. We were on that. Uh, it's been way too long. And since we heard any buzz about COVID, I'm, I was expecting this. It's a little sooner than I was expecting. I was expecting about fall maybe, but they spent too much time and money on everything they did. They indoctrinated too many people and scared too many people and got too many people triple boosted just just stop now i mean it's got to come back so why not in philadelphia let's start it off there baby you know, you, you know they had to have checked polls before they made this decision i wonder what the polls told them hmm that's a good point that is a good point because because the places where, where the polls are, are going downward yeah they ain't even that yeah they real quiet they're like covid what's that shit everything good <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's a uh, shit, man. I, I I've never heard of COVID. You know that, that's the way they're acting over there. But uh, but yeah, but they um, so they they're going along still with their levels. So they they want to get these um, the response level back down to a level one. Well, I was like, well, when are you just gonna get rid of the levels? You know, um, because obviously, you know, sickness has been traveling throughout the world forever. So you can't ever get rid of it per se. Uh, somebody's always going to have it. Somebody can always test positive. So what, what exactly, that's what people who, who are complacent about this, they, they never really ask, well, what's the end game? Uh, we know here what the end game is, but, you know, um, that's what uh, the business owners and things of that nature in the, uh, in the area, they thought, hey, what's, what's the end game here? Because this isn't going to help my business. I mean, I know that. So, and- uh, Did you look into any pushback? Was there any pushback uh, that you could tell? Well, right now, it's been very low uh, rumblings because it hadn't actually went to effect yet. I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen tomorrow. They actually announced this, if I'm correct, yeah, on April the 11th. So it's been seven days. Um, I hadn't really seen anything as far as anybody having any pushback. I'm just, I, for me, the best thing for everybody, as I said before, is just say, fuck them. I mean, I, I mean, it sounds good. I appreciate y'all trying to help me out, but I'm done with it. All right. I mean, that's that's the the best method to go about this. And um, if the the cops and stuff, um, as long as well, I don't know. We've seen right here recently, cops 
love to enforce, uh, you know, these particular mandates for some reason. I don't know why, but um, they love to enforce this. So hopefully they won't be on board either as far as harassing business things of that nature. Robot. But um, we'll see kind of ramifications, how many people jumping back on board, if I had to think. Oh, what was that, Weezy? You're a robot for there for a second. You were chopping up, but you caught up real quick, and it, uh, oh, it was all okay. good. All good. Okay. <laughs> maybe oh, we yeah. should. Uh, maybe we should have Black Lives Matter come to town and burn it down. That would be a solution. I haven't seen them in a while. I missed them. I haven't heard mm. you rumble from them. They're gonna be high. They've been out of the news. Be well, they were in the news because of their objection to some new tax laws on transparency after they bought some twenty-five million dollar house. What a bunch of fucking scammers. Mm -hmm. legit uh, yeah. they legit scammers there ain't no doubt about it i mean I, well, we I, all know I, who their overlords are so they learn from the best mm -hmm. you gotta appreciate the game i mean the game was well thought out uh anybody that i told that was you know for black lives matter and they were like uh oh yeah man it's for a good cause i said a good cause for who i mean for somebody's pocket i mean you couldn't smell this game from uh this uh this scam from a mile out I mean, this shit, it was damn obvious because uh, the whole time they talk about, you know, oh, well, we're going we're gonna to make sure black people's lives are better. Well, which ones? I mean, <laughs> I mean, yours? Because I can see that. And you happen to go buy your houses in the whitest community. I'm trying to figure it out. Why don't you go, you why don't you go hang out in the hood? Uh, mansion yeah. at the end of buying. Oh, man, did you? Yeah. And the yeah, best part of that was it was bought for $3 million and then sold to them the next day for like six. So there was some form of fucking tax laund money laundering, yeah, fuckery going on there for sure. Yeah, well, it's just like any other movement, man. A, a lot of these things start grassroots and they start from a good place. Black Lives Matter was against po uh, police brutality, which does happen. Started from a good place. The problem is with all these fucking movements, they end up getting hijacked at some point or another. And then, the, you know, these corporations get mixed in and the original message is completely lost. And so that's why we started to see this fuckery, man. Six million dollar mansions and all this bullshit. Did you see the leaked emails regarding that? How, you know, they were going to film YouTube videos. <laughs> it had nothing to do with their fucking message. It was all a, it was all a money uh, making scheme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there ain't no doubt about that. And um, they also bought that... Um... Was it that a uh, communist mansion or used to be communist mansion in uh, Canada? And all that is well, what do you know? I mean, it's just like, it's like, man, these funds are going everywhere, but I don't, I don't see the ghetto getting no new jobs. That's all I'm saying. I don't see the ghetto getting a warehouse where the brothers can go work out, you know, work at and, you know, make, you know, middle, I mean, uh, uh, middle income, you know, 50, 60 K a year. I, I don't see any of that. So, well, I you mean, buy a big old mansion, you got to hire some servants, don't you? <laughs> uh, that, woo, that's a little tough. Would you, would, would you hire uh, black servants or white servants? I'm Mexican sorry, they hire Mexicans for like five bucks an hour. My mistake. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you got to diversify here. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, diversification is, is yeah. what is what is key right now. It doesn't matter whether you're good at what you do or not. We just need diversification, okay? You can be the oh. shittiest person for this particular position, but we need to feel it, and you're the only one that applied. So, hey, 
We were the runoff. I was scrolling through through Netflix the other day, and this diversification in entertainment—it's killing entertainment. I mean, they—they don't even try to make movies entertaining anymore. They try to meet their quotas on, you know, trying to make a family: the black dad, the Asian mom, and then the transvestite son. So, so somehow a transvestite comes out of that mix. I don't know how. I don't know how it works. We got to use the right terminology. It's female impersonator. Oh, that's it? Is that something new? Well, I'm going retro, like the oh, 70s and okay. 80s. Gotcha. I don't prefer transvestite anymore. That's a, that's a homophobic or transphobic term now. You can't say transvestite. It has to be trans or zur. Or you can't say that chick with a dick? <laughs> Can we say tranny? Uh, I, I still enjoy it. Nope. Yeah, tranny? No, no. Oh. That was that was a fun one, Gmail. at least. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Corey, what you got for us today? All right, so um, can you open up screen share? Um, this week has been another phenomenal week in propaganda coming from you know our own government. And I wanted to highlight a couple a couple of just utterly fucking ridiculous articles um, about Ukraine. The Ukraine. So I don't think it's the Ukraine. I think it's just Ukraine. I don't know. I've heard people say the Ukraine. I think a lot of people are retarded. I, I think, yeah, I second that. So <laughs> um, six hours ago, they really says fucking um, this news article. It says more than 20,000 Russian troops have been killed in the war so far. This is so goddamn laughable. It's absolutely fucking unbelievable. Uh, they're probably still under a thousand as far as deaths go. Uh, as far as Ukrainians, probably in the six to 7,000 range. Uh, then we have this article, it says, why Russia gave up on urban war in Kiev, in, in Kiev uh, and turned to big battles in the east. And this article basically goes on to say that they couldn't take Kiev. Uh, it was too much for them, so they just gave up on it. Uh, this is so utterly fucking ridiculous. Um, so what I did was I went and I pulled some of the most recent information on uh, the Russian army and the Ukrainian army. And so... The Ukrainian military is ranked 22nd out of 142 countries who have armies. Um, once you get past like number three, you just suck pretty much. You couldn't win a fucking war if you needed to. And so when you start to look at the breakdown of personnel, they've got about half a million personnel. Um, they got, you know, you could almost count on, on two hands how many airplanes they have. When it looks like the land forces, they got like 2,000 tanks. I bet all these numbers are just disgustingly overinflated. And then yeah, when you, yeah, but Corey, Corey, they they handed out guns to people who don't know how to use them though, so so oh, that, that makes shit. them competent. Yeah, yeah, that you, works. Didn't, you didn't put you didn't put that in the distance. I didn't incorporate that. Oh, that must yeah. fall into uh, where's this other section on manpower? Um, what about the bikini chicks with guns? Is that in there? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're on the Russian slopes doing that annual ski event where they ski in bikinis. I, I want to see more um, of those. <laughs> that's like the greatest thing ever there's a bunch of videos that on youtube or there were before they got pulled i'm sure but that probably falls into paramilitary and paramilitary is defined as like um people who are not in the military but uh you gave them guns fucking anyway right so <laughs> uh, when you go to russia and you look at russia's breakdown they've got 1.35 million military personnel and 250,000 paramilitary. That means there are some Russians out there willing to take up arms and defend the fucking homeland. Uh, when you go to their air power, it's pretty fucking big. I mean, other than the United States, they could probably whoop anyone's ass they wanted to. Uh, when you look at land forces, 
they got all kinds of shit. And I, and you know, they've got hypersonic weapons. They tested the hypersonic uh, missile there. We, we don't even have hypersonic missiles. Okay. So uh, yeah, the very notion that uh, 20,000 Russians are killed and that they're fucking losing the war in Ukraine is really just some of the worst quality propaganda I might have ever possibly seen. It is just so utterly ridiculous. Putin is taking his time. He's doing this very surgically. And he's uh, basically, they're taking out all the nuclear reactors. They're taking out all of the bio labs. And they're taking out uh, government installations attached to the military. But they're leaving uh, most of the uh, government buildings intact. Uh, and from what I've seen, the vast majority of reports against Russia have been completely fabricated. Like today, an article came out saying 900 bodies were found. The majority of them shot. Uh, indicating that they were just summarily executed. This is straight up propaganda. Um, Russia is taking, once Russia realized that NATO and none of these other countries are moving in, they're like, fuck it, we're going to take our time. I know they've sent some of their men back to Russia. So yeah, so that's what's really going on over there. Um, and honestly, they could turn Ukraine into a fucking parking lot for all I care. Because the more information that comes out, it really seems as though uh, it is and has been since 2014 used as a money laundering operation and all, probably human trafficking or, uh, operation for the global elites. Uh, and the Hunter Biden laptop is at the center of it. So that's what I got. Yeah. It's unfortunately that for, for the people who uh, live in Ukraine that have nothing to do with it. It's also unfortunate for everyone who lives in the United States that doesn't support the tyranny that the United States uh, is supporting and behind most of the time. But, you know, it happens. But uh, the whole thing is a fucking joke. And uh, it's all fakery and propaganda. I love it. Yeah, I love how like the Russian uh, UN guy, I forget what his name is offhand. Um he brings up all the fucking illegal wars that the U.S. does around the world to the U.N. Council, right? And they're just like, oh, we, oh, we didn't hear that. <laughs> it's a fuck. It is. It's a complete joke. It's a farce. It's more political theater. Yeah, the, U, the U.S. invades more countries than anybody else. Hey, we're, hey, we're invading people all the fucking time. You know, yeah, I had seen a statistic after the, first, after the first like two weeks of the war. I saw a statistic that uh, um, U.S. bombs had dropped in more, uh, more bombs have been dropped in other countries than the Russians had dropped in Ukraine in the first two weeks. And there, we don't even know about any other wars going on. They just keep bombing these fucking places like Yemen. Yeah. And it's always underlying agendas, never what we're being told about uh, anything that's really happening. But people will go along with it and blindly believe it and put Ukraine, uh, we support Ukraine banners on their Facebook all day long. Yeah, Zelensky a bit, bit the Grammys, you know what I'm saying? Asking for 19 cents a day to, to arm, a, arm a Ukrainian and give somebody a glass of drinking water. What it's about like, those but, Facebook ads, man, with like Save Ukraine's Jews uh, donate today $45? Weezy, you got that? Can you screen share that? Uh, I don't have it on me, bro. Uh, I, I think anyway, I got it. You got it? Yeah, yeah. put that ad up, man. And that was that was a touching ad there. It was, <laughs> <laughs> what I tell you, hey, is it okay to ha 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 this? I mean, I ha ha before I even finished reading the thing. It's like, oh my god, what the fuck is this, bro? And then I read the comments and I'm ha 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 in those. The fuck is this? Oh, shit, looking legit, that they are showing their support. Oh, damn. You guys are. There they oh, are. Man. That's it. Traitors. That's, That's it. Benedict Arnold's over there. Oh, is that the right flag? 
I think they'll have yellow. That's how easy it is. Somebody's going to tune in, not knowing the the context that we're talking about. Be like, those motherfucking Ukraine support, like, especially on Rockfin, those super, (laughs) super conspiracy guys that are like, you know, way deep in it. (laughs) Like, uh, the the comments and the downvotes as we speak. (laughs) This thing is fucking hilarious. Fuck them. Seriously. It's, It's unbelievable. (laughs) <laughs> hey they're vulnerable they are vulnerable as fuck so donate but donate look today problem, the, look, look at the the fucking picture that they chose like, yeah they, they always the find these, here, i mean who who has got the time to take pictures of these people if in like their, their worst of moments that's what i'm saying you're just like walking around you're just like hey you know you're having a shitty day look in there hey how's your day oh oh I see somebody crying over a dead body. Let me take a picture of that. I'll be able to sell that shortly for for a propaganda post. It's just like, damn, man. I, mean, so I saw a YouTube ad. I saw a YouTube ad the other day that I swear to God, when it first came on, I thought it was one of those save the children in Africa for two bucks a month kind of deals. <laughs> and it, it was the exact same style. And it was save a Holocaust victim or a Holocaust survivor. Yes. And like, and it had this. Yeah, exactly. And it had this lady talking, and then she went over to this other older woman who was in this like shack with like dirt on the floor who didn't speak English, and she was like hugging her like she would like a like an invalid child, and she said, like, "Only you can save the Holocaust survivors." Well, they're a little late, ain't they? If you're a Holocaust survivor right now, dog, you ain't fifteen. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's the funny thing: <laughs> um, at the end of World War II, seventy thousand Jews were freed from all the camps total. Okay, Um, 10 years ago, there were still 100,000 Holocaust survivors. And now today, there's almost 500,000 Holocaust survivors. Um, Yeah, they found I swear to God, they found a bunch in Africa. They go looking for these motherfuckers and they get applications. Hey, um, we forgot to put in for our money 50 years ago. Uh, Can we get some of that? And if you're Jewish, they give it to you. It's disgusting. And. Can I get my Holocaust reparations, please? I was there. Hey, look, hey, you, look hey, you get your holo- you get your Holocaust reparations. You can get your uh, your transgender reparations in Palm Springs. Uh, oh, yeah. You could uh, you can see if you could scam some unemployment like the uh, Nigerian warlords did for Dude, just to give one of about fifty million. So it, what's this trans shirts? this trans one in Palm Springs? So I can go like tape my junk to myself and get some money somewhere. Is that uh, how that well, works? There's only twenty. There's only twenty. See, Palm Springs, that area, is a uh, is um. It's got a lot of transgenders in it, obviously. Mm. And as we all and as we all know, transgenders have a hard time finding places to live, uh, and finding work. Okay, um, that's just one of the, the main things. So within that, we're going to uh, they're going to give twenty lucky transgender uh people. Uh, six to $900 a month. Now, here's the problem. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They allotted $200,000, and this is an 18-month program, okay? Now, the $200,000 doesn't need a lot. $600 to 20 people for the 18 months. They need 16 extra thousand dollars. So that's neither here nor there. But if you're one of the lucky 20, you can put your name in the pot. They'll draw it. And you'll get this money for the next 18 months, between six to nine hundred dollars. Now, I don't know if you got to go suck somebody off to get the extra 300 or, or what you have to do there. OK, I don't, I don't know what the uh, <laughs> you know, what exactly you got to do to get that extra money in. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you called in and say, hey, look, I mean, I suck your dick if, if I get the extra 300. I'm pretty sure they'll move you up, move you up the board. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, I, I have an objection to the idea that transgenders can't find work. Have you seen how big the selection of trainee porn is on Pornhub? Those motherfuckers are making money hand over fist. I, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but yeah, but you see that that's that uh what they call it. that's that short-lived work, okay? So what what kind of investments can you make after you do that short-lived work? You see, and that's the problem is that they don't they're not able to get their foot in the door of the quote unquote the business world. And so they're they're trying to help them out to give them a boost up. Uh, because they're one of the uh, what? What do you call them? Uh, underprivileged, under something. They're they're, they're up underneath something. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah underrepresented and all that stuff. Yeah, I've been thinking that the trans thing and and even the whole Jewish things have many many similarities, man. Uh, you know, when you look at the Jewish population at the global scale, it makes what. 0.2% of the world's population by that at all zero zero point two percent not even close to one percent of the world population and you can it's probably I don't know what the numbers are with trans people but it's in America, pretty in America it's 0.6 yeah yeah and you're gonna tell me it's three times as many trannies as Jews out there give me a break someone's lying yeah yeah someone's lying and but then when you look at the fucking ads when you look at representation in uh lawmaking uh entertainment all this shit it the the fucking numbers exp you know increase exponentially and these are the groups that are not in power and underrepresented and, and need all these special privileges get the fuck out of here man it, it's a fucking joke and we all gotta bow down to whatever these motherfuckers say and want we you know lest we hurt anyone's feelings especially their feelings so let me ask you this question. When someone's trans and then they make the decision to, to transition, um, doesn't that go from it being like a biological thing to being a choice? Or am I just fucking stupid? No, you're just stupid. You're a bigot too. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm just going to go jump off a bridge now. <laughs> Dude, my favorite thing has been watching uh, nature videos and you see, like, you'll see hyenas versus lion videos for example uh the female lionesses capture some fucking prey then the hyenas will fuck with the female lionesses even fight them 
Then fucking daddy line comes up and these motherfuckers run. You want to tell me there's no fucking differences between the genders? Watch some fucking nature videos. Uh, mm-hmm. look at, that's the clearest example when you want to tell me that, oh, I, I imagine myself being a different fucking gender. You can imagine all you want. It doesn't change reality. And there's nothing scientific about that shit at all, man. And yet that, that's the shit they're trying to force down our fucking throats, man. Well, if I wore a dress during some freaky sex shit, does that qualify me for this uh, Palm Springs money? No, that, look, there, there's, there's, you don't have to, there's nothing involved in proving whether you're transgender or not. You just have to throw your name in the pot. Like, you don't have to have any proof right. That's at it. all. <laughs> you, you, you just have to sign up. I'm in. No, no, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's just all. I mean, just, it's kind of like the unemployment deal. Which is why, you know, like I said, the Nigerian warlords got, you know, hundred million dollars from Washington State. It's just like, it's like, hey man, we I don't know how we lost that hundred million dollars. I was like, who, who we give it to? Oh shit, they didn't go to anybody here. They went to some dude in Nigeria, you know, with a laptop. It's just like, it's like man, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just give, it's just giving out money, which uh, that's what they want to continue to do is to give out money to cause hyperinflation. It's just all there is to it. They, they were talking about the other day. Well, what we sent to Ukraine? Fourteen billion? Was it something like that? Was it fourteen? That sounds kind of low. Some well, that that was their initial statement. You know what I'm saying? We want to aim low. You know what I'm saying? Aim low to start off with. But it's just like, hey, hey guys, you know, how about stop fucking the currency, man? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, damn. Well, you can't what, destroy what, a currency unless you cause hyperinflation. Yeah, exactly. What, uh, they won't be happy till we have the wheelbarrows of cash to buy a loaf of bread like Weimar Germany. Yeah, there you go. But they say that um, I seen a guy that was talking about uh, how much cash has been printed over the last couple of years. I think he said 30% of, of all of our cash has been printed in the last couple of years. I mean, that's fucking crazy, dude. 30% mm-hmm. of our currency has been printed in the last couple of years. That's like that's that's not good (laughs) and the the only hedge against that the only hedge against that is is buying bitcoin like really and we're at a point in the bitcoin market it's not going much lower ever again it's around forty thousand. and looking at the charts it ain't going to 20 like i thought it was going to so if you haven't started buying bitcoin you need to start immediately because it's not going to get any cheaper Mm -hmm. yeah I, i can see what you're talking about on bitcoin um i've Look at it this way, Bitcoin, uh, the long-term charts put Bitcoin breaking a million dollars in early 2027. I have full confidence that will happen, perhaps even sooner. Um, so a $40,000 investment today to become a million bucks in five years is uh, the best investment on the planet, as Bitcoin has always consistently been. Right. Um, you're right. I don't know. The issue is, is that the folks with the uh, folks with all the cash understand that. If I don't know, maybe maybe it's my, maybe my thinking's off. Maybe y'all can help me out. But it's something where I just got this in my mind where I keep the key directly correlating it to me having cash already. You know what I'm saying? Currently, it's not something I can just work to obtain. You know what I'm saying? And then build over time. It's something where I already have to work and have cash already now i have started seeing more and more where you've got 
celebrities. You've got athletes. Oh, yeah, you can trade on Bitcoin and this. And now they're diving into it and buying it. If they wanted to, they could just wipe it all out. They could just buy all of it. I mean, I'm going to get serious. Um, the people who hold the assets like, you know, Vanguard, BlackRock, things of that nature, they're the ones with, with really all the power, to be honest. So how can we derive, get that power back away from them by claiming assets, not something on the screen, land, businesses, things of that nature. That's what I'm trying to trying to look at and see how that can be done. But it, it can't really be done unless somebody who also has that same amount of not maybe not power, but high levels of cash can get it done and get us moving towards a better direction. That's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I want to know what y'all think about that. I think that land is the, probably the most important thing to buy because then when you're fucking homeless, you got a plot you can you know plant yourself on. So even if you like pick up an acre in the middle of nowhere and you put a sleeping bag on it, hey, at least you're not homeless, right? Um, the the reason I'm so emphatic about Bitcoin is that it replaces the entire all the financial systems of the world can be replaced with Bitcoin, and the fact that it's already at forty thousand dollars and is definitely keep continuing to rise, uh, that tells me that. Uh, it is doing that at a very slow and organic pace, which is kind of what you want. If all the millionaires went out and just bought them all up today, uh, it would be problematic for sure. But what that tells me also is that most of these fucking people out there have no understanding of it whatsoever. They still think it's like uh, Monopoly money or something or World, World of Warcraft gold, uh, which it is anything but. Uh, that's why I encourage everyone to really come to understand the mechanics of it and how, how the programming actually works. Because when the, when the light bulb goes on and how the programming works and the significance in as far as the money supply goes and how uh, money is printed or how money is minted and distributed, it's like, holy shit. It's like a miracle. It's like better than Jesus. <laughs> Dude, Corey, actually, please expound on that a little bit because I just talked shit on uh, crypto and Bitcoin the other day because I don't understand it and I will uh, recognize that I'm ignorant to it. But why is it so good? Like the whole blockchain thing seems weird to me that it's supposed to be decentralized, but it's every, every, everything is on a ledger. Like it's openly available to people who know how to get it. And so therefore traceable, I think everything you do online is traceable. Even if you're using a VPN, all that shit, there's ways around everything. So why is Bitcoin specifically so, uh, valuable and why is that the currency of the future when it's literally backed by nothing like the the way that you buy it is with dollars the way you cash out is with dollars we went over this on the last show that we did yes because if you were to be able to trade and buy whatever with bitcoin that's one thing but still what is it backed by like what is what is the value of these digital zeros and ones because i'm ignorant please tell me so i'll give you the short version uh the long version would take up a book uh but the short version is uh, it is censorship resistant value transfer. That's key. That's that's what gives Bitcoin a hundred percent of its value. Um, other people would include things like the integrity of the network. Like Bitcoin is the longest running computer network we've ever had on planet Earth. It's got a ninety nine point nine 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 percent uptime. Uh, it cannot be hacked. It cannot be taken offline. It is here for good, and it's not going anywhere. Well, but, what if what if the grid goes down though? That my big thing is I'm always looking like. Uh, not long term, like the worst case scenario, the grid goes down, the internet plug gets pulled there. Nobody has electricity, whatever. Like, 
how much is that good to you if we're in that end of world scenario where it's Mad Max, you know, like how much is Bitcoin worth if you're in that scenario? Well, there are over, I think now there's over 400 Bitcoin satellites in space that run the ledger separately from the internet. So if the internet goes down, technically you can go out and spend about 300 bucks and you can buy a Bitcoin satellite uh, receiver to do your transactions on, which will sync with the blockchain as we have the internet. But if the internet goes down, the, uh, the level of problems that you're going to face, the, the, your money is only going to be a small part of it. Like stopping the guy with an ax from coming in your front door is probably going to be the number one thing you need to stop, right? So um, if, the, if, the, if the grid goes down, we're all fucked on a global scale where it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter anymore. It's over. So, but I don't see that happening for a long time. And if they try to shut down the internet, like they do like blackouts or, or whatever, um, then the ledger itself will still be maintained uh, through the satellites that are currently functioning. But okay, yeah, so those, are, those are things I don't, those are things I look at and I'm like, yeah, if the internet goes down, we're fucked for so many reasons. That's, that's just one on the list. Even if just the GPS satellites go down, we're fucked all all over the place. But I mean, and the the grid is pretty fucking uh, fragile. I mean, we can all admit that the the whole grid, the whole thing we live on right now, is really fucking fragile. So, assuming that that's right, and there's redundancies in place where there's satellites or whatever, doesn't that seem like the perfect fucking setup for uh, the technocracy and the you know future? thing we're looking at where everyone's connected to the grid and there's no way escaping it and we're like bit not bitcoin specifically but like a digital dollar or whatever they're trying to come out with doesn't that seem like the perfect way to lead us into that where it's a government uh, issue no a government issue digital dollar for sure absolutely but see the thing that most people don't realize is that bitcoin in and of itself at the moment is pseudonymous it's not anonymous right so you have a wallet address and people can try to trace that wallet address. And there's actually companies out there that do a phenomenal job of tracing Bitcoin transactions to banks and then all that stuff. Um, however, they have been working on multiple layers to Bitcoin, right? So the internet currently runs on like 10 layers. There's, there's all kinds of different things going on, right? TCP IP, and then you have like a DNS, UNS, you have all kinds of different stuff going on on the internet. The internet that we have today is a multi-layer thing. Bitcoin is currently one layer. Uh, the secondary layers will do amazing things. Like it'll remove the amount of zeros after the decimal, right? So currently there's eight zeros after a decimal in Bitcoin. And you can divide a Bitcoin into that many parts. That'll be removed in secondary layers. You'll be able to have an infinitely, you'll be, the, the, the supply of Bitcoin only being 21 million will be able to expand to a point where it can be used every day and people can have Bitcoin in their pocket and it'll go past the, the eight zero mark, which is important because at eight zeros, if we were in the, that gives us like a, at a $10 million Bitcoin, I think that gives you like a 10 cent Satoshi, which is the smallest it would be divisible into, but that problem goes away with second layer. Second layer also uh, removes the problem of anonymity. Uh, there are things coming out like Taproot and CoinJoin that make your transactions extremely extreme a hundred times harder to decipher than they are today so not all the problems what's that kind of i said but not undecipherable like there's there's a lot of things that can well when you say it like that like right now uh bitcoin runs on sha-256 encryption and sha-256 encryption is pretty much considered unhackable now is it actually unhackable no there's just a one in like 10 trillion chance you'll ever be able to do it you know so when you get into these kind of probabilities 
Um, is there a chance? Yeah, but it's so small. Given the, the highest powered AI computer, whatever, that we don't even know about yet. I mean, it, it is feasible. It could be hackable. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, I figure anything online that's digital zeros and ones can be hackable at some point at some time. Well, the only way that could happen is theoretically, and it's only theoretically, is with quantum computing. Because instead of like doing basic like ones and zeros, how regular computers work, it actually uh, replaces ones and zeros with actual calculus equations. And I guess I don't really understand how it works, but it's it's infinitely more powerful than uh, than computers today. So, so theoretically, if someone had a quantum computer, um, they could spit out all the bitcoins, which will take another 120 years. They could do it in like five minutes because they'll they'd be able to crack all the all of the um, I don't want to get into like the details on on the nonce and this and that, but basically, when a, when a, when a Bitcoin miner uh, creates bitcoins every block, it's doing it by guessing a random number. It was kind of a random number, but you're, it's like guessing the, how many gumballs are in the bucket at the candy store, right? But infinitely, you get it right, uh, right? So it's this, the system is designed so that somebody guesses it every ten minutes, and if someone guesses it in two minutes, the difficulty of that number goes up to balance it out to get it back to 10 minutes. It's a brilliant system on how it creates and mints uh, Bitcoins. And it's, a, you know, the best thing is that it's a finite supply, which means that once they're all issued and continually now how we've seen it go from like $1,000 a year or two ago to $40,000 now. Um, well, let me, let me, I'm gonna change the subject slightly. Let's go back to like um, the creation of stocks, bonds and assets uh, like on paper, right? That, that's been about 500 years. You can go back and look at like the Dutch East India Trading Company and how um, stock in a company is a fairly new thing in the history of mankind, right? But when you look at the amount of wealth generated from the creation of that new asset class, I mean, it made people the equivalent of trillionaires, you know, 500 years ago from just ha having a, a couple shares of stock from one company. Uh, the potential that Bitcoin has to pull vast portions of the population out of poverty is like dwarfs what happened 500 years ago with the creation of stocks, bonds, and those kind of assets. So, yeah. Um, Wait, overall, well, well, you just, like, yeah, you just said something key right there, pulling people out of poverty. It's not going to fucking happen. It's just not, that's not, that's not the end. Well, I'm just saying that at the end of the day, there's going to be people who have it, and people who ain't got it. That's the right, way well, that, that's right, the way well, society's been set up. And I, I don't think these people who don't have it, they don't have it to go buy any Bitcoin. That's the problem. Right. Uh, this it's not something that, that's what I'm saying. So it's not something I can just go out and I just be like, you know what, I'm gonna work towards this. You know, I'm gonna go out, hey, now there's some companies that are pay you in, in Bitcoin and stuff like that, but the majority of your people who are in, you know, quote unquote poverty situations. They're not going out and worrying about buying a, you know, you know, working for some Bitcoin. If we get third world status, they're worried about eating. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, that, that's their concern. So but also time. I don't. I don't yeah. Time slippage is a factor. Okay, so we've got ten years since the creation of Bitcoin. Uh, back in the day, there and still today, there are things called Bitcoin faucets where you go there and it'll give you like a little bit of Bitcoin, right? Just a little bit, like ten cents or twenty cents, whatever. Back when Bitcoin first came out, the faucets gave you 25 Bitcoins, right? So in the beginning, if you went to a faucet one time, you could get 25 Bitcoins and you never have to worry about it ever again. Um, Bitcoin has been in the news and people's consciousness for at least the last five to six, seven years, you know, really. And people are just afraid of it because they don't understand it. Like I had a friend of mine over the other day and he's just a normal working class guy. 
uh, works in some factory. And uh, he was really stoked that he had uh, about $8,000 in the bank. And I was like, and I tried to break it down for him. You know, the thing that he, reason he won't buy Bitcoin with it is because he's scared. He doesn't understand it, all those reasons. But if he were to take his $8,000, he could buy 0.2 Bitcoins right now. Okay. And Bitcoin is going to break a million bucks in the next five years. That, that will be the equivalent of $200,000, just off an $8,000 investment now, you know, but it's the fear. It's the not knowing it's the, and, pe- and that's another thing. People think that if you buy a Bitcoin, you're spending your money. You're not spending anything. All you're doing is turning it from one form to another, right? Money is like energy. And if you, and you, if you turn your money into do- US dollars into Bitcoin, you're still in possession of all that same energy. I would say it increased at that point. But uh, yeah, it's, the, it's people's lack of understanding. It's people's fear of it. People don't want to spend money when they'll go and piss away 50 bucks at a bar one night. When if you spend 50 bucks on Bitcoin seven, eight years ago, you're a millionaire today. So it, it's all about uh, perspective and understanding where it is in the time frame and in the long-term history of money. Because when people, 100 years from now, when people look back at Bitcoin, it'll be the most revolutionary thing that ever happened to human, to humankind, period. What's the, what's the, the, uh, the fear of it or the unknowing of it? What, what do you think the actual origin of Bitcoin was? Because it's so shrouded in mystery. Oh, it's not shrouded in mystery. It's not shrouded in mystery. Anybody who understands uh, the space at the time, the crypto, the cryptographic space, because there wasn't the Bitcoin space before Bitcoin, but I spent a lot of time on the history of Bitcoin reading. I've read all of Satoshi's writings. I've read all the communications that have been published. And assuming that's a real dude, of course. Of right? course, I know who it is. Um, and so when you come to understand the real history of it and what the fucking nerds who were working on that stuff at the time, what their real goals are, right? So there's a thing called the cypherpunk mailing list. It had 24 names on it. One of those names was Julian Assange. So you can kind of get the idea that it was something that was really a grassroots kind of freedom bunch of people who were trying to uh, come up with new ways to encrypt emails, to to make uh, privacy uh, type applications. And out of that space came Satoshi Nakamoto, um, who, if you really study the history, you'll find that Satoshi had published for at least 10 years before he released the Bitcoin code and, and, and put Bitcoin online. He had been writing out um, different uh, potential ways to pull off this one thing, and that is to uh, create a digital money that is secure, encrypted, uh, mostly private, um, and uh, that anybody could really gain access to. And uh, he succeeded, really. The creation of Bitcoin, when you look at the history of, of, of encryption leading up to it, it's a miracle. It is a goddamn miracle that he pulled it off at all. Okay, so, uh, so okay. So uh, break it down, because this, this is great, you know, hearing this stuff. What is, what is quote unquote, giving Bitcoin is increasing worth? What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, I mean, so, because uh, all it is, all, everything, everything's a belief by humans, okay? That's what worth is. It's just belief, all right? Um, what was it? Years ago, there was some some lilies that were, you know, you bought these lilies, you were, and they were worth damn tons of money. And then one day somebody said, you know what? Fuck lilies. And now it's, you know, folks suck, suck $50,000, $100,000, and they got nothing now. So what's to say? Because for me, I think, I think the governments are looking at this stuff. Okay. So regulations potentially, uh, is this one of these things that you don't think could be shut down through government regulations or something like that, or or, or how do you feel no, about that side of it? So the only thing they can regulate are the points of entry and exit, right? Your ability to turn U.S. dollars into Bitcoin and Bitcoin into U.S. dollars. So okay, which which is a big deal. What's currently, the, what's the currently what's the it is around. Yeah, what's the turnaround time if you're trying to make a transaction? Because I I don't understand the whole uh, the quote unquote selling of it aspect so i sell it well let me uh, clarify uh, one more thing if i if i um do a credit card transaction or if i go to my bank and i wire you money that transaction really will take about three months uh the person who's supposed to get the money on the back end um basically the bank if i do an ach transfer to you the bank is fronting you the money and but in reality they're not getting that money back that I am ACHing to you, like a standard bank transfer, they're not going to get that for months. It goes through a half a dozen middlemen, all of which take their part. You know, that's why you got a $20, $30 fee or a percentage-based fee when you send any money whatsoever. So Bitcoin removes all of that. Uh, it removes all the middlemen. And when you have middlemen, the middlemen can say, I don't want you sending money to Putin. No more money to Russia. Look at all the PayPal and all the banks. They're not allowing people to send money to Russia. Well, fuck that. What if I got family in Russia who I have to feed? You can't send the money any other way. But with Bitcoin, they can never, ever censor your transaction. You can, no one can ever stop you from sending that money. Yeah, that's what, No, that's never, yeah, never, exactly. never. They can only affect your, your point of entry and exit. That's it. And if they have a wide scale uh, crackdown and they say Bitcoin is banned from banks, you can't do it. People will trade Bitcoin as a standalone currency. And that's where it's heading. Um, I, when I was working heavily in the Bitcoin space uh, on podcasts and stuff, I got paid from people who I worked with frequently in Bitcoin and I didn't cash it out. I moved, maybe moved it around or eventually cashed it out, but uh, I was content to have Bitcoin sent to me and then that's it. And if I needed to buy some stuff, um, I could just in the early days and even today still, it's kind of rudimentary, but there's a, there's a dozen ways other than using a bank to get your Bitcoins into actual products. So uh, but as these things evolve over time, uh, we will see it become easier and easier. And honestly, I don't even care if uh, Starbucks ever takes my Bitcoin for a cup of coffee. In fact, if I would have spent, you know, a tenth of a Bitcoin five years ago on a cup of coffee, I'd be pretty goddamn mad at myself today because that's about $4,000. So the, the very first recorded Bitcoin transaction ever uh, was for uh, two pizzas from Domino's. And the guy paid 10,000 Bitcoins for it. Oh my God. That was only about 25 bucks at the time. Okay. Now it's what? 
40 million or 400 million. It's four. Yeah, it's four, $400 million pizza. Seriously. So Domino. The, <laughs> yeah. So that's the kind of mentality that you have to maintain when you look at Bitcoin price. Like I made some bad trades back in the fucking day that were just stupid. Um, and so when I look back at it and I look at how much money I would have had um, if I didn't make stupid decisions, uh, you know, I would be a millionaire today. Well, that's, so. but, but that's, but that's what I'm saying though. Um, so, okay. It was 400 million, but fuck man, if the, if, if the guy ain't going to take the 400 million out and fucking do something to, to change uh, or try to attempt to change society within business making and things of that nature, it's just money that you have. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, 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 okay. I, all these people that I've heard talk about, oh, well, I did this and that, and I've made this money on Bitcoin. I don't see any of them in any spaces that's going to make any change in the world at all. That I mean, it's it's more it's more just self fulfilling. Okay, I've got all. Well, I don't money. I don't do a job and get paid in U.S. dollars to change the fucking world. You know, if I went and had some awesome. Well, no, no, no. But Corey, what you what you're telling me is that it appreciated that much. Okay, so now, okay, so now I've got this four hundred billion. Governments, the elites, they know that the people in these places ain't got the fucking know-how to now that I've now that I've got this system where I've taken this money, what can I do to infract or to scale off some of these other companies? Who can I collaborate with? Things of that nature. That's what I, I understand. I understand that, but that's a whole separate yeah. subject and conversation. That that goes oh, okay. that's, that okay. that veers yeah. right off the main the main path. So, but okay, but, yeah, but that's that's what I'm talking. In the about, last like, so. in the last ten years, um, Bitcoin has had a proven track record. You know, I mean, all you gotta do is look at it and see what it's done and how it's grown uh, and how it's been integrated around the world, which is still very rudimentary. Like we're still in the dark ages of Bitcoin. Still, I mean, literally, it'll be a hundred fucking years before uh, my the, the visions that I have come to fruition. So well, I'm probably going to be dead in a hundred years. But uh, how how does it go with taxes? Like, if I were to make four hundred million dollars in Bitcoin this year, do I have to pay taxes on that? Of course, but I haven't paid taxes in years, and they can suck a dick. So that's my attitude towards <laughs> taxes in general. Yes. But can they, can oh. they track it and say you do owe this, whether I pay it or not? Can they say you owe this because you made $400 million? Uh, that's where you get into some other questions that are good philosophical questions. Things like KYC. You know what KYC is? It's know your customer, financial institutions, PayPal, banks, all KY these. Jelly? <laughs> anybody that uses, uh, anybody that signs up clients, right? They have to get KYC, which is basically your name, date of birth, social security number, and they get some rudimentary information. Um, the real, um, and I don't even know how, to, I don't know how to think about this, but there are some exchanges that are truly decentralized, can't be shut down at a single server that are bypassing all these KYC regulations. Ultimately, there will always be a battle with the tax guy. You know, and so I'd rather have the million dollars and have to pay taxes on it than not have it. Yeah, I would too. But the problem is, is that the, the tax people know that you made that money. This is what I'm talking about with the decentralization thing. If they know and, and they can track that you made that much money, on Bitcoin, which is supposed to be, you know, decentralized, like, what's the point then? Like, it, they'll still come after you, whether you pay it or not, they're still going to fucking come after you. Right. Well, now we're just talking about whether or not we want to pay taxes or not. That's a different conversation. It, is, that it totally uh, veers totally away from taxes. <laughs> I don't fucking see the point that they haven't lived. The government hasn't lived up to its end of the fucking bargain. 
Period. Oh, oh, and oh, they never uh, will. Cool. There's nothing they can do if cool. we all stop. If we just fucking all stop, there's nothing they can do. Yeah, I did. I did. I did see something the other day that uh, somebody um, talked about the the process or the purpose of the state per se, and they said, okay, so everybody decided that it made sense for them to give up a certain amount of their earnings, things of that nature, to the state in order to have predictable violence. And I'm like, that's a good, that's, that's a very good point because even though the state is violence, it is very predictable. You don't do this, we come with violence. You don't do this, we come with violence. At the end of the day though, people kind of go away from their quote unquote, just urge survival nature to just go in and be like, you know what? I'm just going to take somebody's shit today because of consequences within that. So um, as far as that goes, I don't, I don't see a, I don't see a plane, a place or any point on this earth where somebody will not be paying a government some of their earnings. I don't see it ever happening. I want to play a short video. Um, this is from this is just from two weeks ago. Okay, so this isn't like something old. I want to play this. Um, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Guys, <clears throat> invest in Bigfoot sperm. Just trying to say, it's hot right now. Hang on a sec. I got to enable the fucking sound. I wish that was automatic. Bigfoot sperm is always decentralized. You can't even <laughs> see it. It's interdimensional. You can see mine. Yeah, they of of our taxes. Agreed. Respect the fact that we have a voluntary system of paying our taxes. Okay, this is nuts. This is back in 2013. We have a representative questioning a former IRS commissioner, Stephen Miller, about a, something that went on, and this is the testimony. So you can look it up on C-SPAN. Um, it's the IRS commissioner, Stephen Miller, testimony, 570. Ah, oh, fuck. Appreciate that. <laughs> God damn it! I always I fucking hate when you when you open when you widen the screen it like shuts your shit down. Oh, I thought so. I thought you were just giving us a teaser. You know, no. go look at it yourself. <laughs> Terry system, and then the commissioner, the IRS commissioner, then says agreed, and then the, the representative then says it again within this quick short conversation that taxes are in fact voluntary. Now, if I were you, I would contact this representative. He may not be a representative anymore because it was a long time ago, but I would contact this guy and ask him what he meant. I'd ask him to clarify what he was saying to be on C-SPAN. I think the president actually said it better. He said that the handling of those tax-exempt applications in that process at the IRS was outrageous and intolerable. No excuse. And... As much as we know that the folks at IRS have a thankless job because they have to go and tell their fellow Americans that they may be audited or they have to do this work understaffed, uh, we have to maintain the confidence in the system because it's a voluntary system of payment of our taxes. Agreed. Because it's a voluntary system of payment of our taxes. Agreed. And so you are right. It was a foolish mistake. But the president's even more correct that it was outrageous and intoler intolerable. Now, let me also focus on something, Mr. George, you said. When you were asked, was there any finding or evidence of political motivation here, you said no. That's correct, sir. Okay. 
And so what we find is a situation where inexcusable activity took place because it erodes the confidence of the American people in a system where they participate voluntarily. And if there's a place in public service where you have to have the highest level of conduct and standards, it's at the IRS. And so, Mr. Miller, I, th I think it's unfortunate for those who are in positions of authority, but the buck has to stop somewhere, and I think that's exa exactly what we're saying. That should not diminish the good work that has been done by anyone within the IRS over the years. And so I hope you understand that you are here today talking to us because we need to get to the bottom of this. We need to clean up and clear out so we can go back to the business of making sure that people respect the fact that we have a voluntary system of paying our taxes, making sure that people respect the fact that we have a voluntary system of paying our taxes. So yeah, taxes are voluntary. If you, file, if you file your taxes and you lie, you're tax, tax evasion. But if you don't file at all, then fuck that off. Guy, really. That guy's now the head of health and human services. Bacara. Oh, no shit. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Charlie. What's up, man? Hello. Charlie, what's your take on taxes? Fucking bullshit. Are they hey, voluntary? Hey. Um, all that stuff. Voluntary. <laughs> um, Monero. Uh, whatever you got to do, man. Listen, it's a game. Rich people play it. Hire the best guy uh -huh. you can to pay the least amount of taxes possible. I mean, it's no, it's no, it's no coincidence that in 1913, both the Federal Reserve was brought into existence and the Internal Revenue Service, the collection arm of the Fed. That's it. That's all you need to know. They started a central bank to borrow money at interest. And then the collection arm is the IRS. Since the government doesn't want to pay that interest to the Fed, the, the government said, well, we'll just collect it from the people. We'll start a division called the Internal Revenue Service, and they'll be the collection arm. Yeah, you're loaning the money to us at interest, which you don't need to do because we could just have the treasury print it for nothing or next to nothing. But, you know, Woodrow Wilson was was totally compromised, as we know, and the Federal Reserve happened. This is like the third time America's had a central bank. The other two times we they bankrupted the country. So this is what you get. You, this is a co totally predictable. Taxation is theft. It's created, it's, it's used to finance the interest on a private central banking system. It's criminal. And, and anybody that gets caught paying, not paying taxes is a fucking hero in my book. Charlie, do you, do you file taxes? Do you pay taxes? Because I'm trying to figure out, we like, do. should I just not file anymore and just say fuck off? And my W-4 just claim uh, like 100 and just see where it goes? I'm not, I'm not. I'm not qualified to answer that. I just, from a philosophical standpoint, it, it's horseshit. From an actual legal, what are your rights standpoint, right? Um, you'd want to talk to the, like the guys when I have been speaking at Anarchapulco, they'll bring in an expert that'll give a talk on on taxes. Offshore, right. philosophically, that, we're all in agreement here. I'm talking about real life shit. And yeah, like, yeah there, there's there's guys that know it really well. Uh, there's guys. Not me, but there are guys that know it really well that can navigate you through that system. Obviously, it's not made public how Wesley to do snipes. it. Yeah, yeah, there was there was somebody who came into um <laughs> came into where I work at one day, um, and he was like, "Yeah, man," he said the best thing I ever did was make my own business. He said the way that I, I maneuver names on different things that I own 
means that it looks like that I've made negative money the entire year. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It just looks like I made no money. It's, I don't think you can quote unquote. Why would you have to do that? Like, why would you have to maneuver like that? Yeah, if you've got, no, not what they, eventually, it's great. We've seen, eventually they send somebody after you, depending, depending on if your particular movements are worthwhile traceable. Let's just say that. Um, it's kind of difficult if you, yeah, well, if you live, if you work at a company, you know, I, I think it would be very difficult to hide, uh, from taxes, uh, just to be honest. Um, but I see more and more people just starting their own businesses and hiding from paying taxes that way. Uh, cause like I said, the way that they, they sign for stuff, the way they put, they put their house in their business name and all that stuff. It just looks like you're losing money. So the, so technically the tax guy is like, well, I mean, hell, you lost $100 last year, so you don't owe no taxes, when really you made $100,000. Right. It's just the way you're maneuvering things around to make it look like you made as least as possible. That's why the hedge fund guys will really push for capital gains taxes as opposed to income. So they don't pay you know, the guys that make $100 million a year at vanguard or wherever they they're they're paying capital gains taxes which is about 15 percent, as opposed to income taxes which can be as high as you know 40 percent. so there's moves there um deferring uh you know th- there there's tactics that can be used 1031 I mean, I exchanges 1031 exchanges i've worked in real estate for 25 years that's a that's a, that's how you you sell a property you have a uh, 180 days to get a different property of equal or higher value. You just roll those profits in, and then it's and then it's uh, then you're just you're not taxed on that profit. It's it's um it's allowed 401ks things like that. All these these little tax free exemptions. People well, people that are the smart know too. how to navigate that. Yeah, if you live in the property two years out of the last five years, you can mix and match as long as you live two years out of the last five years. When you sell that property, you don't have to pay a goddamn thing in taxes. Yeah. You know, I, I just opt not to fucking file. They can suck a dick. And like, please let me explain to a jury why you can suck a dick. Um, you know, I, I just I have no respect for our government or, or the financial system or the tax system. And uh, I, I'm calling their bluff, period. They're not going to do a fucking thing. But, but also with crypto, like, how do you it's an unrealized capital gain. If you, if you bought, if you bought, a, you know, a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin in 2011 and it's worth a hundred million dollars now, but you haven't sold it. It's an unrealized capital gain. It's like having stock. Now they've been talking about this recently because by the Biden administration has brain worms, but they're saying, well, we want to tax unrealized capital gains. Everyone's like, what are you talking about? Like, your house goes up in value $400,000 since the last time you bought it. They want to tax you today on that. You're like, but I'm not selling my house. They're like, well, you've made money on it. You're like, yeah, but it's still my house and I haven't sold it. They're like, well, we want to tax you on that. It's or like want- taxing something that doesn't exist yet. Taxing you on the what? value of your stock portfolio. You're like, well, how- well, what do we do if, if you tax me today on the on the uh, value of my stock portfolio. And then tomorrow it drops 40%. Yo. You're going to give me my money back. 
you're going to give me money back? Are we going to have negative capital gains then? I mean, so the whole thing is doesn't make any sense from what the Biden administration is talking about. But um, but the but the crypto component is, uh, you know, obviously they're going to want to tax the shit out of that. But but then it goes back to where is your wallet? Maybe maybe it's where's the custody of your wallet? Is it in a tax free haven? Is it did it fall off a boat? You know, I have a, I have real concerns about ever claiming crypto on a tax return because if you claim it once, you're on the fucking list. You're on the crypto list. So yeah, there's zero possibility. I'll, I'm never filing again. They can threaten me with jail or whatever. Like, I'm so angry at them. Fuck them. <laughs> I think you're already on the out list there too that get around a lot of that stuff. That of course they're going to hate, but uh, there's options. Yeah, you're on a list somewhere, Corey. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I'm feeling neglected because I, I've never been harassed by the ADL or anything like that. So I'm feeling neglected. Nah, you just said something. So wait up, buddy. Here it comes. Well, well, it, well it, it's, it's, it, isn't it extortion of money that, and, it, and resources? That's just that's human nature. The bigger, badder motherfuckers try to take something from somebody else. I mean, if you even look in the mob tactics. So let's say, let's say we abolish the government. Man, it's just going to be some other motherfucker with a weapon, with a gun, and be like, hey, I know that you want to keep your shit, right? Well, you're going to do what I tell you to do, or I'll kill you and your family. That, that's 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 our, that's my issue that I keep running back to, is that at the end of the day, the violence aspect of it to, for, uh, is, is what the problem is, is that us as humans, we're always, people are trying to survive, they're trying to get one up, they're trying to be more powerful than somebody else. So within that, they'll use whatever means, whatever tactics is available to do said things. Uh, if it requires stealing your kids from you or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So that's 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 my core issue is that I don't believe humanity can get past that because well, I haven't seen you're right. That's all done yeah, through right. a level of programming. And you, I don't think we can get past that unless we reprogram everybody. And that takes, but that's going to take what another centuries to do because yeah. we've been programmed this way for so long to, 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 to try and get one up on each other, you know? Uh, so it, you're right. It might be hopeless in that sense. Well, I, just to yeah. comment, just to, just to continue on what Chris was saying. Um, if we continue down this path and have to reprogram all of society, at least with Bitcoin, we'll already have the money situation, the money supply taken care of. The, the whole underlying finances will be there. This society needs an enema. Yeah, and I, and I always always say that at, at the end of the day, the 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 money aspect means nothing if nobody's out there working to produce anything. I don't give a fuck if you got damn. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
$900 million. If I don't have anybody at the factory making any shoes, man, we're fucked, man. You know, you that's know true, saying? but that touches upon yeah. some like Keynesian economic stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know yeah, that uh, the, the whole money supply backed by labor to me is a bullshit argument. Um, mm -hmm. I, I understand yeah, I guess, why people yeah, argue but that, but. Yeah, yeah, but I see up there all the time. It's like, oh yeah, quit your nine to five. Oh guys, I know you hate working your nine to five. Okay, everybody quits their nine to five. What are you buying? Everybody going to sit at the house? Have but everyone quits their nine to five. Have you been to Florida? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's I mean, fucking home, God damn it! Yeah, I swear yeah, no one hey, fucking works out hey, here. Hey, but somebody's doing something. Hey, but that's why we. That's why nobody hates on China or worries about it because they got the labor thing covered. Okay, they, uh, they've got they've got their people completely programmed. They'll you know they'll do whatever to them. And those people out there, obviously, that they're not ever going to do anything about it. They they don't realize that they you know they out tick. The, uh, the the military and all that stuff substantially with the amount of people out there. But so that's why when people talk about, you know, human rights, things, things of that nature, they never say anything really about China because China's the place that makes shit. You know what I'm saying? Taiwan's the place that makes shit. And Taiwan's probably not as bad as China, but, you know, that's what I'm saying, though. So every time I see something about, hey, you know, quit you not, no, I need somebody out there fucking, and it's a shit job. I need somebody out there working the sewer system. I need somebody at the water plant. I need somebody. I, we need people there. Otherwise, none of that other stuff matters. You know what I'm saying? So we get uh, a robots. lot of times, yeah, we a get lot replaced of time, by the robots. But then that's a whole separate issue, okay? Because yeah, because when they don't need us, period, that's man. when that's a real problem. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All we really need is that thing in Star Trek where you push the button and you say, "I want a steak dinner," and it just beams you a steak dinner. Once we all have those, we don't need factories. <laughs> it beamed me. No, oh, the, so it beamed me some Bill it. Gates beyond me. Is that what it beamed me? <laughs> beamed me. <laughs> <laughs> I like, man, I mean, I'm down with being beamed somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, yeah. Because I don't, I don't like outdoors, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> I prefer, uh, you know, uh, what's it, uh, climate-controlled environments. Let's just say that. Yes, sir. Charlie, how is your fertility holiday going so far? Well, I just got off a plane uh, coming back from Philadelphia, where I was there for the last four days. Uh, you missed the mask mandate, which starts tomorrow. We were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, just missed it. <laughs> well, I, that's part of what I wanted to talk about, because, uh, you know, for a city that prides itself on throwing batteries at Santa Claus at Eagles games and shit like that, uh, the Philadelphia people are quite soft, I got to say. They are just a bunch of compliant, go-along-to-get-along fucks as far as I'm concerned. No offense to any of you non-mask wearers out there in Philly, but, man, it was 50-50 on the masks, and they're bringing it back tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were wondering about that. That was the first thing I talked about, Charlie. So yeah. seeing how you were on the ground level, I mean, just give it, you said it's about 50-50. far as people wearing excuse them. being given. How are they justifying this shit all oh, this time I, later? I don't know what the official excuse is, but I'm sure the reason is campaign finance by, I mean, I'm sure if you look at whoever's making the call on this and who, and who contributed to their campaign, I'm sure you're going to see Pfizer and Moderna and all those people right up on there. Um, but it's, it's insane, but it's the pro the, the thing that's crazy about it is that, they're not going to have as difficult of a time because like I said, it's not mandatory. It, it hasn't been mandatory the last couple of days that I was there. And I still saw 50% of the people wearing them. All the people in the hotel were 
mandatory wearing masks. Um, all the waiters, all the doormen, all the everywhere, you know, all masks, 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 but we didn't have to wear them. So then you start to feel like you're in some sort of like two-tiered system where it's like the wait staff has to wear them, but everybody else doesn't because they're above them. And because you're, you're going, okay, is this about a virus? Because if this is about a virus, either everybody wears them or nobody wears them, right? When you have ha when you have just the employees wearing them, it looks like it looks like some sort of class warfare shit to me. And uh, I saw a lot of very compliant people, all races and shapes and sizes and age ranges and, and and all of that. I couldn't draw any sort of conclusion. I couldn't say, oh. Um, all the scared white people had them on, but, uh, you know, none of the black people. Had, no, it was 50, it was 50, 50 across. And I was looking, I was looking the whole time. And we were out and about, we were in markets and we were in street, you know, out on the streets and we were, we were everywhere, man. So, um, it's just more of we, a compliance I got, I did, issue. I did get turned away. Uh, I, I will say this. We, as a collectively, as a family got turned away from a restaurant that had a vaccine mandate. I was like, what? I, I, like they just wanted they just wanted the mandate for themselves. Like it wasn't citywide; it was just Show that one place. Right. Is that just, what they were doing? It was just that that restaurant was like, well, we're just going to do it here. We're like, well, we're going to go down the street and eat somewhere else that doesn't have that. So it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of it's kind of funny logic. you said that, Charlie. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny you said that, Charlie. That it was all, <clears throat> all all kinds of races, creeds, whatever. Yeah. In, in my area in North Carolina, where I live at. I say 99% of the people who are wearing masks are black people. Well, that's what and I which, was looking for. Which I, I, was like, I was like, I was, I was, I'm trying to gather through my head. I'm like, okay, now all the white people, I'm talking about all of them too. They just said, fuck it. There might be, you know, one, one scraggler that, you know, uh, that comes in and I know that they, they parted a cult, but just solid black people. When they come into uh, the place I work at, a ton of them are masked up, and I'm just like, why in this area, when it when it's been gone for so long, why why is it the black people still masked up? I was wondering if, I, like, my assumption going in was that it was going to be that the white people had the masks on and the black people mm -hmm. didn't, because the black people have more of a direct. I mean, theoretically, of course, this is I'm obviously generalizing, but more of a direct interaction with how shitty the government can be. And mm -hmm. they would, and they, I, in my mind, they would be the first to be like, oh, fuck that. I'm not doing what the government wants me to do. I know how awful these people are. But in fact, it was, it was fairly evenly spread. Now, what I couldn't determine was I couldn't determine um, political affiliation. Gotcha. So I wonder if it was more of a question of, uh, um, Republicans not wearing masks, Democrats wearing masks. It's, it's, you know, it's Philadelphia, it's urban. So it's, it's a blue city. It's got one of those woke district attorney weirdos that I've talked about before, who's in a recall election because his laws don't make any sense. Um, but I'd never been to Philadelphia before. So I really didn't know, I don't have a baseline to compare it to like, oh, in the old days, it was like this. And today it was like, I don't know, but, but, um, they're as uh, insane and ridiculous as ever in the airports. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. On the airplanes, like flight attendants living out their authoritarian fantasies, trying to tell people, oh, you got to blow it up over your nose. And it's like, fuck out of here. Like this thing should have been, this was extended 
It should have been, mm-hmm. it should have been gone away by now. You know, you're acting like it's life or death. It's just, it's, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. It, there's, it's not anchored in logic at all. It's not it anchored in science either. You so, know, living now, and I've said this before, and I, I want to keep saying it, you know, to kind of have a record of it. But out here, Southwest Florida, pretty much the entire time we've been maskless. And you see some people, like now, I, I haven't seen someone wearing a fucking mask in weeks now. And I work across three fucking counties in Florida. I don't just work in one county. I'm driving through three fucking counties every fucking day. And you don't see masks at all. And it's been like that for pretty much the entire goddamn time. Oh, you guys and, are all dead, right? Didn't you guys all yeah, die? Well, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I live in Venice, Florida, man. Venice, Florida, the, the median age, I believe, is in the 70s. I'm 40 years old. I'm a young fucking spring buck. I'm a young spring chicken at 40 years old out here. Uh, everyone, that's all you see is old people Lollapalooza down here. If, if this shit was real, you'd be seeing fucking bodies everywhere. I'd open my front door. There'd be corpses there. None of that shit's happened, man. And then, like I said, I work across three counties every goddamn day. I've never seen these hospitals filled with fucking refrigerators of corpses and all that. It's all fucking propaganda and bullshit. It's never been like that. And so when I tell these people that still believe in this, in these mandates and, and, and this fucking black plague, like COVID narrative, I, I bring this up and they never have an answer for it. I'm like, so wait a minute. Why, why isn't it the same where I live? You know, and, and you can't have the excuse. Well, maybe it's different in Florida when we're a tourist destination. If anything, we should have been hit the hardest out of anywhere. And what was that recent newspaper article that um, apparently we here in Florida had the the most lax COVID um, laws, and yet we survived COVID the best out of everyone else. And so, again, we are a tourist destination, and we didn't see none of this fucking shit. So that whole COVID narrative goes down the fucking toilet. Well, I think the masks are a visual representation of an invisible problem. Like if Mm -hmm. you didn't have a mask to show that there was something going on, this invisible virus, then you wouldn't know there was something going on because there clearly aren't bodies stacked up and refrigeration trucks and all that. And thank God there's not, but there's not. And that's what you would see if you were in an actual pandemic. What you do see, the only thing that reminds you that there is a virus are the masks. And that's why they're there. That's it. It's a visual representation of this. They want you to be scared. And as long, I mean, because if you just woke up out of a coma and went to the airport today, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is everybody wearing masks? There must be a huge problem. And that's, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to feel like you're living in normal times when everybody has masks on. So that's, that's to me, I think is why it's, it's a psychological tactic. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
So did anybody watch the uh, Watch the Water documentary by Stu Peters this week? That's what I was going to bring up, but yeah, I'm glad oh, yeah, Charlie's here. I wanna, <laughs> no, it's cool. I want to I want to get uh, everybody's thoughts on it as well. If First of all, has anyone seen it? Watch the Water, Charlie? No. Oh, man, I was hoping Where's you saw it Charlie. Where's it at? Where can you find it? Uh, Bitchute, Rumble, yeah. Oh, okay. It's interesting. So it, it had a, uh, I forget the the, the doctor's name. Um, Artist. But, Yes. And what was he, he was postulating that they're putting whatever the COVID is in the water that, that, that in our water supply. And it's got all kinds, it's like got snake venom and, and all kinds of crazy shit in it. What was, what else was he yeah. saying about it? Uh, so basically what I gathered from it, um, he's saying that in his studies, he didn't necessarily find a, a virus, but he found like, um, pieces of uh what i forget what the term they use is for like a, a segment of nucleotides uh but that were uh basically connected to various snake venoms and even a venom from some fucking starfish and then he tried to correlate the effects that people were having like myocarditis uh, which could easily be explained by snake venom um and yeah so he kind of correlates various snake venoms that are in different I don't see. He didn't believe in the virus. He thinks it was just snake venom in the water, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it does make sense if you have these um, pieces of snake venom stitched into the nucleotide sequence, uh, which might get the same effect. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty fascinating. Hmm. Hmm. And you said you said the name of it's in the water. It's called Watch, Watch the, the water. water. Yeah. Watch the water. Yeah. Can, can you send me that link, Corey? Yeah. Watch the water. Can't hear you, Jen. You talking? Oh, Your what? microphone's off, Jen. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh, shoot. I just got a bottle of water. <laughs> In that, they were talking about, too, how um, smokers weren't affected because of how nicotine binds to the diaphragm. Remember that? Yeah. It was and the how the venom or, or whatever it was couldn't affect people who were smokers. France even did a study right when COVID came out about how smokers weren't really being affected by the virus and they definitely should have because it was attacking the respiratory system yeah it's kind of yeah it, it, it's fucking weird but uh i do recommend that it's worth a watch so i, I find I it interesting sure. because number one they do use snake venom uh gene sequences in other vaccines and they have for a while i guess i don't know why um but it also explains a lot of the weird symptoms people were getting that they couldn't explain any other way. So there's definitely uh, some truth there. If not, if you didn't get the whole thing right, it's definitely something. Didn't he always also say that they're going to start giving like infants resveratol or this awful drug that was killing people all throughout COVID? For some reason, they're going to just start prescribing it to infants. He was talking about remdesivir. Yeah. And remdesivir. saying how remdesivir actually causes the exact symptoms that snake venom cause, like kidney failure and all that stuff. So yeah. who the oh, fuck yeah, knows with these people? These people are like having this. The world is like a big satanic playground to them. So who the fuck knows what they're doing? Yeah. Remdesivir hasn't worked ever. It, I mean, it was made for Ebola and it didn't work then. Well, obviously so, remdesivir was, is, was, was with COVID at least being used to fucking finish people off. Who got yeah. To the hospital. It, it causes oh, yeah, like oh, yeah, organ no failure doubt. and stuff. It, it works for that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no doubt right. about that. Wheezy, uh, we got. I gotta take off in a few minutes myself. Uh, thank you for joining us, legit bad. So that uh, you guys are awesome as usual. Uh, Wheezy, you got anything for us today? 
Yeah, real quick, because I know you got to bone out. Uh, wanted to cover a article by levernews.com. I got it off of a, I got this uh, reference over by uh, Ron Paul's uh, podcast. And uh, let me, it's a long article. It's on levernews.com for April 12, 2022. It's titled The Defense Industries Ukraine Pundits. And I just highlighted some quick, it's a long ass article, so I don't want to go through it all. But let's see. Last week, CNN brought on former U.S. Defense Secretary Leon Panetta for his fourth recent appearance to talk once again about Russian President Vladimir Putin's deadly invasion of Ukraine. I think we need to understand that there is only one thing that Putin understands, and that's force, said Panetta on Newsroom. The former CIA director added, I think the United States has to provide whatever weapons are necessary to the Ukrainians so that they can hit back and hit back now. At no time did Panetta nor CNN mention that he's a senior counselor at Beacon Global Strategies, a defense industry consulting firm that has reportedly represented weapons manufacturer Raytheon. The firm doesn't disclose its clients, but Raytheon and the defense industry generally stand to benefit from the conflict in Ukraine. And then uh, further down, like again, it's a long article. Uh, during its Ukraine coverage, MSNBC even failed to include disclosures when the network invited on former Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson, who serves on the board of directors at Lockheed Martin, the world's biggest defense contractor. When asked about this matter, Johnson told the li uh, lever, I have no comment. Corporate media's lack of transparency about these consultants is deeply troubling, said Craig Holman, government affairs lobbyist for public citizen. So in essence, uh, this article goes over how a lot of these clowns get invited on these large networks and are basically pushing for war. And never are their ties disclosed to the public. So these motherfuckers are allowed to parrot uh, their talking points, their pro-war talking points, but never tell you that they are benefiting from pushing such things. And that's a huge fucking problem. And if, you know, a lot of these, uh, the masses are pretty much fucking stupid um, anyways. But if a lot of people knew about this shit, you know, I think it would change the game. And it's just amazing how this is allowed to to happen on a regular basis. Oh yeah, well, money is war. I mean, not, well, war is money. I'm sorry. Um, I, shit, they love that shit. Man, so many people get get filthy fucking rich during crisis times, which, which is why they love COVID. I mean, I mean, look at it. I mean, rich people got richer. I mean, it's just all there is to it. Exponentially too. It wasn't like you know. Ten thousand dollars, hundred thousand, no billions of dollars richer. So yes, this war stuff, hell yeah, man, we love it. Let's push it because you know we're able we're able to funnel and you know move more money. The, the, look, Lloyd Austin, Biden's Secretary of Defense, worked for Raytheon. He's on their board. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. It's such a scam. I mean that these guys are profiting from war. So, mm -hmm. uh, and, and the media are enabling them and the Atlantic council are giving them talking points and Lockheed Martin is, um, I got, I just recorded a good episode about Lockheed Martin. That's about to come out in a couple, you know, maybe two weeks and dude, they're dirty. It's dirty business. And these guys are paid a lot of money to start wars. It's 
inexcusable as far as I'm concerned. They should all be tried and convicted and hanged for what they're doing. Thrown into a volcano, as you say. Thrown into a volcano. Yeah. Like first. Well, legit batteries, y'all got anything for us? No, I like we said at the beginning, I, we've had a long weekend of way too much drinking and debauchery, so I'm kind of brain dead today. I'm sorry. Is there too much of that ever? I mean, can yeah. there Where be... can I get some debauchery? Can I go to a store and buy that? <laughs> two cups, please. Bitcoin, actually. Joe, Joe, I heard you on uh, OBDM when I was on my flight. I was listening to it. Uh, yeah, I was also very hungover on that day, too. I probably shouldn't have called. <laughs> didn't, sound, didn't sound like it, just so you know. It sounded fine. Awesome. <laughs> he pulled it together. He said, I'm going to pull it together for this. It's, it's just a few I hours. Tuck so. <laughs> my sack up a little bit and I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. do it. All right. Uh, anyone have any final thoughts, desires? Um, anybody want to show their junk to the camera? Please don't. I don't want you to do that. No. Oh, yeah. Is, is, is Elon Musk actually going to take over Twitter or is this just bullshit? Uh, he's going to cause a stink, whether or not he's successful. Who knows? Uh, I'm having a good time watching him. It's been yeah. fun. Yeah, what's well, been interesting because, you know, a lot of people that are, especially on that believe the way we believe on conspiratorial type of shit. Hell yeah, Elon, Elon's going to shake up Twitter. I'm like, I I'm cautious because this motherfucker was hanging out with Epstein. And a lot of people seem to fucking overlook that shit. Come on now. And he was hanging out with Epstein after 2011, you know, after the conviction. Anyone hanging out with Epstein after his conviction is pretty fucking suspect. So uh, he's getting held by a lot of people on our side as a hero. I'm like, ah. I'm not saying he's a completely bad dude. Maybe he got photobombed, but come on now. You got you got to be cautious with this motherfucker. And he is a billionaire yeah. at the end of the day. And he launched Space fucking X on that fake looking video footage of a car uh, floating around the fucking planet. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, government. I'm, I'm not so wrong for link with uh, yeah, yeah. link so... with monkeys and all kind of shit so it's just like maybe maybe not <laughs> i mean i don't know hey hey look if you can help if you can help uh, you know people not get kicked off twitter for you know not calling somebody their pronouns then hey i mean i guess that's at least a step shit i mean <laughs> he's probably just there to kind of you know look like he's a bad guy it, again it's this wwe type of shit man uh he's the hero yeah, but right that's now what we us. love the fuck out of here uh, you gotta be cautious <laughs> yeah, we, with all these motherfuckers man so people love being entertained as i'm sitting here my buddy sent me a meme i'll show it and it'll close out the show pretty uh, applicable happy oh, easter yes oh that is perfect <laughs> all right everyone yes thank you all for joining us and may the fertility bunny be with you all of you tonight and hump all of you in your sleep and uh we'll see you again next week have fun Later. Oh.